0: Uh, hello, it's uh, me again, uh, the cat with the sword, you know, just uh, came by to uh, thank everybody for coming along with us uh, once more. And, uh, you know, in particular, I have a, I have a, a group of people that I'd like to thank, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start uh, reading some names. So, uh, Christopher Dunn, Nick Scott, thank you, Ian Ford, uh, Goleteis, uh Matthew Smith, thank you, uh, Miri Rain, Chris Walsh. Uh, Mike Hammond, Michael Pollard uh, thank, thank all of you uh, Jason Campbell, Olga Krasik uh, Michelle B, Noreen Elizabeth uh, David Forsey uh, Heather Baird, uh, Cheryl N uh, Chelsea Dab-Hilke and uh, Cheryl Scott yeah, You know, every single one of you You're, 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 the, you're the nicest groups of folks we could possibly have coming along with on the caravan And uh, that's all for me So uh, bye!
1: Hello, it's Yuri Ditchdigger, your resident law bard who likes to party hard, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Before we catch you up on what happened last week, we have a message from a listener named Chris Dunn, who tagged us on a Facebook post, which is the spellbook of an evil soulless skeleton who I personally hope to eat someday. Chris writes, silly piece of advice to change up these repetitive days. Instead of grunting sighing when you get into or out of a chair, make a pterodactyl noise instead. Don't know what they sound like? Just give it your best shot. That's the right one. Hope this helps keep things light. Hang in there, everyone, and on to adventure. Thank you, Chris. I will use that advice. Although I do love a good grunt every now and again, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. If you have an inspirational message or some sort of other shout-out that you'd like to give at the top of the show, just tag us in some sort of Facebook or Instagram or Twitter post. We'll pick a listener every week and read their message live on the air. Or at least into this interdimensional crystal that i talk into last week the party bid adieu to kenwath the cold as he teleported them back to Diglin's cabin and into the waiting arms of their family and friends after some catching up it became apparent that they were on a ticking clock and lilia would be watching their every move from here on out with that information Diglin got the queen mimic dug up out of the ground and back on the road again leaving the rotten pines and walking back into the world spine mountains where to next nobody knows well except for me i know i've already listened to this one now it's your turn onwards last time on wonders and blunders <laughs> you escaped the plane hopping that you were doing you got back to the cabin the cabin is now marching on out of the uh, oh that was something i wanted to fucking open where's that map
2: you don't need no maps where we're
1: going.
3: Where are nah. you going? <laughs> <laughs> please tell me.
2: Please. <laughs> I, I, I Now we were just wandering aimlessly in the snow. No, mm-hmm.
1: please. No.
4: You know, I was looking at that map and I was like, huh, it looks like on this map that all of the timber from Pinnifel comes down the lake and has to cross the lake that Jared lives in to get to the ocean or to any other places that must be hmm. inconvenient
0: <laughs> <laughs> you look almost it as there. if this world wasn't designed for optimal transport <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if Mike didn't think about the logistics of where the wood from Pinnafel was going to be going <laughs> also funny, I actually but that's crazy talk <laughs> <right>? magic
1: teleportation <laughs> I actually tried at one point and then
3: literally said this is boring and started drawing trees everywhere
4: <laughs> that's probably that's reasonable that. honestly that's better
3: you remember, yeah. this is a game, not a not a yeah. political science project. Yeah, I mean,
5: wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's well, it's like we're playing You're a
3: wrong, different game. Kevin. I mean, what that's, you, that's what, what I I love that shit, but I yeah, would not
1: yeah. wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, Pinnifel is a logging town basically for itself. It cuts down trees, stacks the wood, goes mm hmm, and then watches it rot. <laughs> 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 and every time good a log stack. rots all the way, a little I bag of points pops I honestly like of it.
4: the idea that uh, that there's these circles that get built, and you just drop goods into them.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. they go like and then you get a bag of coins.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
6: yeah. I mean, that's how Stardew works, right? Yeah, like, why it? not?
3: Yeah. Or, or it could just be like yeah, other yeah, video yeah. games, just the act of chopping it down spawns some rupees or something, right? Like, Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it spawns wood, which they can
1: build houses with, and then they can make more chickens. Mm. Chickens <laughs> where the money is at. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you get to get duck. those mayonnaise. Get that mayonnaise. Yeah, you gotta get that mayonnaise.
7: Mm. It's crazy. There's uh, also nothing more disgusting to me than the two words together, duck Mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a fucking viscer- visceral reaction the first time I played Stardew Valley.
0: And I was like, "Oh, duck
7: egg. What well, put that in the fucking mayonnaise maker? Duck mayonnaise." Oh no, that's gonna be fatty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not more yeah. disgusting than actual racism, Mitchell. God, <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm telling, I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Inner Seekers of V. Boy, <laughs> boy
7: you, you, really, you really got me into a corner
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're you're currently leaving the Rotten Pines. The cabin is just lilting back and forth as these giant pseudopods carry you along. Uh, it has made pretty good progress on regrowing the one pseudopod that got torn off by the Screaming Skull, but you can notice that every once in a while it tries to lay its weight on that pseudopod and everything sort of jolts forward suddenly. Yeah, the caravan sort of throwing itself around. Gertie and Brett are just lying on the ground just because every time they stand up, they get knocked off their feet by this uh, crazy swaying. And Diglin is at the helm and she sort of calls back, "Uh, we're going to have to get this done pretty quick. What, What do you think? Where are we heading?
4: I've sort of forgotten what our priorities were.
3: We were heading towards the Legionnaire, were we not? Well, that's right. That's right.
1: Okay. Uh, so south. So she pretty much continues pointing it in that direction. So that so for for you all, that's going to be about like a like a two day journey. So you can save a bit of time if you want to cross the lake itself. Like if you want to just cut straight across the lake, you could do that and save probably half a day. Or you could do two sleeps and go around the outside Hmm. for those of us following along on the map
2: um, all of us all of the viewers listeners following (laughs) along on the
5: map uh,
1: whereabouts is is the legionnaire the legionnaire is directly south of the frozen church so you can see there's uh, like a tall there's two tall mountains there there is a cave there
2: okay Mm I mean, it seems foolish to go across lake when we know that dragons are patrolling area.
6: We would be wide out and open. Yeah, I don't see any reason to invite even more trouble than what we've
1: had. Okay, safe bet. We'll make our way around the outside. So over these next two days, I'm going to kind of just move through them, if that's cool with you. So if there's anything that you want to do over (laughs) these times... uh, No, I want to roleplay every minute. Yeah, okay. this is
6: real time. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: totally up to you, and I'm sure it will end up being almost that because I'm going to ask you what you want to do over two days, and then we're going to do every single thing that you want to do for every <laughs> single second of every day. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just telling oh you my intentions effects. before you don't do them. That's like <laughs> I have to do these things. It's just I just want to get it all out. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just I just want yeah. it to be yeah. have it on the record. No, it's really good to yeah. be
0: on the same. It's good to be on the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. yeah set those expectations.
7: Mm-hmm. It's good for us to all beyond the same not your page yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have my page and then you have your own book that you were just pissed. shitting on and tearing to pieces and wiping your own butts with it.
6: <laughs>
1: and that's fine.
6: So real. Did did somebody that show is, you? That's weird.
7: That's that's what books are for, yes. You someone let you into our secret uh, group chat. Huh.
1: So any, anything you'd like to to work on for these uh, for these couple of days? I'd like to
2: do some crafting checks myself. Sure. And maybe fall asleep at some point.
1: Yes, how many days did you have left? I think you have two left? Oh great question I'm sure that note is somewhere. you had four on the ethereal. you slept once on the ethereal you would have slept once on the ethereal and once at the tower I have, I have a note three nights of sleeplessness. yeah so you, <laughs> th- there would have been one taken off from the tower uh, and then so by the time you get to the Legionnaire those other two should be ticked off and then the next time you get a chance to sleep in two and a half years, you can
5: sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. That's
3: perfect. That means I just get more time to craft. Yeah, I think uh, Valen will just be copying spells into his spell book for most of the
4: day. And uh, yeah, I'd like to take advantage, and Carol will write in her journal for the first time in a while.
0: Star's going to after many, many w- days and weeks of not downtime, Star Star's going to actually, like, work out. He's going to start training. He's going to do some, he's going to, st- like, when you look out in the center of the, center of the little f- clearing, you'll see him practicing sword play in the middle.
7: Yeah, I think Ben was going to try to, like, he'll probably be bothering Star a bit for the training. And yep. then uh, if you over-criticize him, he uh, storms off in a huff, and <laughs> he's going to spend uh, two days kind of, Having wild mood swings, uh, being really overly social, and then not wanting anyone near him. Uh, looking at himself, mm-hmm. looking at himself in the mirror on his shield. You see, he's tried several different positions with the the feather sticking out of his hair. Uh, changes them every five minutes. Yeah, I think that uh, that covers it. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Yeah, Sounds right. Oh, he reads. He's
6: yeah. He's gonna try to read that uh, religious book, that holy tome. I think uh, I'd be going through the library that's in there to see if there's anything on the Council of Azuth. And in between kind of fruitlessly looking through that library, uh, I'd also probably spend my evenings with Teak and um, just trying to talk to Teak. And also, I guess, trying to put the little pieces of them kind of back in their slots and I'd wrap uh, some string
1: around it to kind of keep it all into place. Okay. Yeah, you've got plenty of time to sort of fix up Teak and you do have all the pieces. Um mm-hmm. So I, I think, like given a few hours, you'd be able to get get it so that it's not just gonna rattle apart and you don't really have to worry about oh, the good. pieces okay. sort of falling. You can make an investigation check for the mm-hmm. books and star so like we there are there are mechanics for like learning skills and stuff over downtime or like gaining proficiencies or something like that. so, if there's anything that you wanted to do, like Ben, if you wanted to be trying to gain some sort of proficiency or star if you wanted to be working acrobatics that. acrobatics yeah.
7: Yeah, Ben is uh training with Star and wanting to uh be as live as Star. Okay. Okay. As much as Star is willing to put up with him.
0: Yeah, no, Star is happy to train you cuz I'm Star is training both you and he's also forcing Dust to train as well. Like now that he's back, he's going to pick back up with Dust's uh fighting training. So he's happy to train you as well in acrobatics. But
1: uh, I've changed the rules quite a bit on downtime skill gaining to reflect the way that IDM and that we play which is that we never have downtime so they are <laughs> severely severely reduced <laughs>
7: <laughs> I think after probably the second day uh, morning Ben would probably challenge uh, uh, dust to a, a, like a sparring session yeah That's okay so we'll, yeah
1: well we'll do this as just like the first day for now so I think I like the uh, I like the restrictions that you set for yourself on Ben's mood being the biggest thing that would do it so just like make a just make a charisma check. To see how well you do <laughs> it's a flat 19 19 yeah okay so i think you do get basically a full day of training before you uh end up like storming off in a huff
7: yeah maybe maybe dust uh has a little joke and it it, it lands too well <laughs> and, and ben feels isolated from the brothers and storms off and could and be seen sitting in the back of his wagon staring at himself in
1: the in his mirror shield <laughs> playing with his feathers and 3 I'm, I'm going to say that over each day, uh, because you are on Ether Adderall. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can, as Paulina said, people do use this for like studying binge sessions and stuff like that. So you can make, in addition to your nightly skill check, you can make two more for each day. Oh, dang. If you're going to spend like full days and nights crafting, then you can make three instead of one. Uh, okay, I rolled a twenty, a twenty-one, a twenty-two, and a nine. Okay, so the first two would be enough to finish your white scale project. Ooh, uh, and then you'd be able to move on to another one if you wanted. Yes, let me think about it. No problem.
2: Oh, why don't I? I can I spend the, that time just working on the the femur and actually making that into a mall? Sure. Just in case.
1: That's the giant's femur.
6: The giant femur. Yeah.
1: Okay. And Rowan, how'd you do on that investigation?
6: I got a natural twenty.
1: Oh wow! Okay, so that's a f- thirty-seven.
3: <laughs> Only twenty-nine. <laughs> twenty-nine. <Okay. laughs>
6: Which is funny. My my passive investigation is twenty-four. So it's it's funny <laughs> that
1: like the highest I can get is twenty-nine. Um, so you find you do find a book about Azuth. Oh. Uh, not so much about his followers. Mm -hmm. But you do learn some good stuff, Uh, and I think the big thing that you see is that there is a pretty strong tie between Azuth and Savras.
6: Oh, okay.
1: So at one point in time, Savras, who's the god of divination, Mm -hmm. was quite a powerful god, but Azuth, who was this really powerful mage of Mm -hmm. divination, wanted to take over as being the, the sole god of magic. Okay. And the first step that he took for that was to take away the eyes of Mistra, which was Savrus, by trapping Savrus in a crystal, in a rod, basically eliminating Savrus from Celestia. Okay. And that let Azuth step up to be sort of the new god of divination. He called himself the god of magic, but Mistra still held that title, and he was defeated and cast into the astral sea. Wow but his followers took that punishment as a sign for not stepping up too far beyond their own stature. Okay. And their mission then became to stop other mages from stepping up and challenging the gods. Hmm. And the Council of Azuth was born after Azuth was cast into the Astral Sea. In that book, you would see a couple of diagrams similar to what Paulina was describing. Mm Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing you would see is that they are holding up a crystal that looks like a much larger version of Teak. Hmm. Uh, and it looks like that crystal is being attached to a scepter. And that is, that diagram is along with, but not actually directly related to them talking about trapping Savaris.
6: Okay. Yeah, and, and I guess the whole time I'm sort of reading this and kind of taking some notes and, and just sort of mumbling to Teak, about it, uh, obviously the, I guess the, the flicker and that doesn't come back anymore. Hey, no. Yeah. Um, but I'll, i talk to him anyway. And, uh, it's a little, it's a little more hush now. I mean, before, I think maybe you guys sort of spent a lot of time kind of tuning out my, my blathering to, to Teak, kind of a constant, almost, uh, yeah, like a pretty constant thing. Um, like almost like someone talking to themselves, but it was obviously to teak, and, um, now, now it's, more hushed, it's almost like a little more secretive, almost like a, a bit more ashamed of it. Hmm. Like, like, like a habit that he knows he shouldn't be doing, but can't really let go. Uh, I do have one question, Mike, unrelated to what you just told me, but definitely related to proficiency gaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I wanted to get uh, proficient in heavy crossbows, could I practice, could I convince Bido to let me practice on his, uh, his big old mega crossbow?
1: Yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, so I think this would be... Uh, so you, you could talk to Baito about that tomorrow. I think this, like, yeah. digging through all of the books and, and pulling definitely. up all that information would be today's uh, downtime, but you could definitely the next day ask Baito about that. So the, the day sort of winds on as the Queen Mimic makes its way closer and closer to the lake. The sky in the morning starts out fairly clear, and then as you get closer and closer to the lake, this cold... Mist starts to settle on the ground, obscuring your vision to about 200 feet on every side. Just that calm winter quiet, the crunching of the pseudopods on the ground being the biggest noise. And whenever the cabin sort of pauses, you can just hear the crackling of trees and ice falling off of them. The pines and cedars of this area start to give way to these dead trees, which are just sort of bleached and surrounding the aetherlock. As you start to see the shoreline on either side, Diglin spurs the cabin around the outskirts of the Aetherlock, making its way along the coast. And then as you sort of like step over a frozen river and start making your way down a bit farther, nightfall comes and you can all take a rest if you'd like, or if there's anything you'd like to do in the night instead. This is night one of the travels? This is night one, yeah.
6: Yeah, I think I'd be half cross-eyed from all of the the books and the the dim light and stuff. I, I'd unless someone stopped me, I'd probably uh, head to bed. Sleep is for the weak. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sleep is for you know sensible creatures who like to be rested and have their spells accessible. Here, here. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, I'd say after dinner, uh, with the like fire winding down, uh, Ben would approach Yuri wherever he is and just uh, be like, "So, un- Uncle Yuri." Uh, what happened while we were gone?
1: Oh, right. Yeah, it was uh, uh, pretty boring, honestly. We sat in the trees. Diglin wouldn't let us go anywhere. Uh, she's real jerk. <laughs> you know, there were all sorts of things. I kind of wanted to do my plan of sending people out into the trees, see what they could find, bring them back, you know, pulling on the ropes and such. Uh, and
7: see, if, see if you got any magic items. Yeah,
1: yeah. But luckily, before everything stopped, we did... Something came out and found us, and he goes and like knocks on this little trunk, and it opens up, and Bito's inside, uh, with all of this sort of shredded material around him in a little nest. And he says, uh, "Hi, where are your uh, leftovers from that goblin thing?" And he's like, "Oh, I have uh hold on," and he scurries out of the caravan and then comes back in with a goblin corpse, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. and just kind of tosses it onto the floor. And he's like, ah, oh, no, not the body, the the items, the things that it had. Don't keep those. <laughs> you said you were getting rid of that, and he's like, well, no, so it's
4: a waste. Uh, big lizard like the bodies, so I keep them. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Bree will eat anything, and I'm will probably appreciate this. <laughs>
1: I will. <laughs> but Baito scurries back out and then comes back in with a sort of like a little rod with a little like jester head on it and these two little bells that kind of jingle and it wobbles back and forth as he, as he carries it and a ring and he tosses those and they sort of bounce off the corpse and land on the ground next to it and he's like here you go and uh, Yuri says ah, yeah this, uh, this little creep head these things on it had a look uh, this thing here and he holds up the little wand with the bobbly head He's like, this thing lets you kind of switch places with people. It's creepy. Yeah, it's really fucking creepy. That's why I don't like looking at it. I told Bidaw to keep it away from me. Uh, and also this this ring might be... Uh, actually, I've been meaning to give this to Kara. Looks like it might be good for the uh, god of lightning and fire. <laughs> lets you right. kind of she- bend spells around the people that uh, you don't want them to hit.
7: Well, that's Wow, that'd be pretty good. Kara killed some a, a ghosts with lightning.
1: Yeah, I, I watched her uh, uh, pop that giant's eyeballs like they were superheated yeah. apples. And um, S-
7: super, it was <laughs> really cool. Yeah,
1: cool, sure. Uh, terrifying, haunting, nightmare material. But
7: <laughs> <laughs> she can be scary sometimes. Most times. Yeah, she's so quiet, and then she just sets everything on fire and kills everything.
1: Yep. Yeah, real psychopath material kind of reminds me of my mom. <laughs> yeah, I guess swap out the fire for uh, you know, basically any weapon that lands in her hands.
7: Swords and spears <laughs> and crossbows. She started using this whip with chain like it was like chains and had blades on it. She was using that while practicing. Oh god. Yeah, she wouldn't let me touch it.
1: Yeah, well, uh probably for the best. Uh you can leave that kind of thing to her. That's why you're here with me.
7: Has my mom, has she, like, met, um, got a, messaged you, or?
1: Um, no. I sent a letter. I uh, haven't heard anything back yet. These things take time.
7: Yeah, cool. Whatever. And Ben, uh, goes and hops in the back of the wagon, and you know, you can't see him, but you're pretty sure it sounds like someone staring at a, a mirrored shield. <laughs> <laughs> In, in can in candle he slams the door behind
2: him for no discernible yeah, reason slams yeah, yeah. the flap on the on the back of the wagon the curtain
1: <laughs> real
5: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I guess he would uh Yuri would actually make his way to you Kara uh hand you this ring and just say oh, totally forgot about this you might want to take a look at it uh tonight get used to it it uh what what's it for what is it Next time you strike something with lightning, if someone's standing close by, then uh, you won't kill them if you don't want to.
4: Oh, I haven't killed anybody. I guess I did cinch Star a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Star, I think we'll really enjoy this item. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I suppose I'll leave this with you as well. And he lays down the the creepy wand. (laughs) And uh, he's, he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I just don't want to touch it. We'll, uh, we'll sell it when we get to the next town, but for, for now.
4: Where, where did these come from?
1: Little goblin pervert came out of the woods and tried to steal all our stuff.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. Neat. Diglin tore his heart out.
4: That sounds like Diglin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll uh, give it a try. Yeah. It is I, the Jester Nilbog of the Rotten
7: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, such japes we should! I- oh, is that a goblin corpse?
7: Oh.
2: Yeah,
1: Bido. You just see that happen in the background. Yeah, <laughs> Baito
3: like dragging it over towards where Bree is crafting. Yeah, I think I think Valen would just want to go catch up with with uh, Bido, but we don't need to uh, do the scene. Why not? Guess we're getting through this.
7: <laughs> Talk to Bido; he's your best friend. You haven't seen him in three days.
1: <laughs> in the night, the caravan does keep moving. Diglin stays up throughout the night to continue it on its path. So as you drift off to sleep, um, Valen, I need you to make a
3: Wisdom save for me. That's a nineteen.
1: Throughout the night, you start getting just absolutely tormented by these horrible visions. You see your family's court at home in flames, uh, yourself in stocks outside being forced to watch it. You see, like, Lilia floating above Pralia, just watching as these legions of darklings make their way in and out of houses, just, like, dragging people into the streets. And you see this huge brambled gate has popped up in, like, the center of what used to be the town square and darklings are just pouring out of it as well as these long brambled vines which are like reaching out and crumbling buildings and you wake with a start but the visions after that sort of fade and you can almost feel like this presence has kind of lifted off of you like you were just paralyzed in this dream. And it's like the dead of night most other people are asleep. Yeah, rocking back and forth still as the Cabin continues to move south.
3: I'm going to. Cast sending. To Lilia. OK, bold, <laughs> Yeah. bold. <laughs> big move, big move. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess like my instinct tells me that this is like her doing. And I don't know if I should do like a arcana check or something. It just feels like for sure she's messing with my head, right?
1: Yeah. And, and Diglin sort of said that she was going to start fucking with everybody basically as soon as you left the Rotten Pines. You can do an Arcana check if you want to get more information
3: about what's going on. Ah, uh, no, natural one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, I'm too freaked out by the the burning household and, yeah, everyone getting dragged out by Darklings. But yeah, I cast Sending, I think, to to Lilia. You can try to intimidate us, but our resolve is stronger than you imagine.
1: Oh wow, this is—it's. I keep forgetting,
7: sending is evocation. That seems weird. That's a weird choice. Uh, the way I thought about it was like it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost like you're—you're—you're you're, you're sending wind into their ears. Like it's—they—they they hear you through manipulation of
4: the physical environment in some way. The physical
7: environment, mm. like you, yeah.
4: Like it's not an illusion or like in their head. It's actually like it, 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 the no, air it in their
3: ears. Well, the spell actually says it is in their mind.
4: Hmm. Hmm.
3: But yeah, you, do the have air to, well you have in to actually mind. whisper to cast it, don't you? You do. Yeah, there is That's, a vocal component.
2: Yeah. It. Oh. It's like a little mm-hmm. fireball of wind. Message
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is literally that.
4: In their yeah. mind is like, uh, vibrating their eardrums or something as opposed to, like, <laughs> like it's their physical body, but...
7: I mean, what is the mind? <laughs> 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 you don't see with your eyes, you see with your brain.
2: Please join us on this special seven-part podcast.
1: <laughs> um, so you send off this message, and there's a pause, and then you just hear back, Your resolve will degrade,
3: as all things do. Hmm. And then I think imagining myself to be a little bit tougher than I am and then trying to get back to sleep and then not being able to I'm going to cast Sending again uh, this time to Aberwald, my brother Okay <gasps> mm. <laughs> I hope you're alright I- Is everything okay at home? <laughs> <laughs> fucking sending
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah let me I'll just bring. check my prepared notes
3: for what aberbald is doing listen
1: you, <laughs> asked,
3: you asked earlier if we, there was anything we wanted to do before going to bed and i went through my mind i was like well i cast sending to people i was like nah i won't bug mike with this and then you went into my head <laughs> <laughs>
7: I didn't even talk to Bido. Who else do I know? Let's go,
4: let's go, <laughs> go through the list.
1: <laughs> wizard you Rolodex. made me
4: scared for my family.
1: You hear back. Valen?
3: I'm fine. Where are you? Mm, last level three spell slot. <laughs> I'm safe. I can't tell you where I am. Just... Keep an eye on our parents. Come home. Don't make me come find you. Feeling a bit relieved, uh, I will, Valen will try to go back to sleep.
1: Yes, and after, uh, after a little bit, you are able to fall back to sleep. In the morning, as you all sort of wake up, the cabin's still twisting back and forth. Now you can see that you have rounded the bottom side of the aetherlock. Lock. And today it is just a terrible wind just blowing straight across the ice. Nothing slowing it down. Seems to have like gained momentum across the mountains and then dipped down into this unusually bare spot in the world spine. And it is just tearing across the top of the caravan. Gertie and Brett just braced up against these growing snowbanks that are sort of forming up over their sides. Those inside the cabin itself, the windows are just rattling as this low hum of wind is just constantly blowing through all of the cracks in the wood
7: is it just wind or snow blowing snow blowing snow as well yeah yeah i think ben would uh go into the cabin just like anyone inside just like the door flies open and ben comes in just covered in snow looking miserable and like shakes himself off and all his feathers puff up and uh just like grumbles and sits down uh in in a a spot in the corner and just keeps reading a book
2: I think at some point Bree uh, tries to bring in the Nilbog corpse, which she is preparing for Tan the hide from and make leather out of the goblin. And I imagine Diglin is just like immediately just like kicking me
1: out um, with with the corpse. Well, D- Diglin is still actually up, just like hunched, getting covered in snow as she guides the cabin. Oh, okay.
2: She's well, we can there. replace
1: her with any of the other NPCs who would put <laughs> up with my nice <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot that wouldn't, and Fezrik is stoked to see what's going on.
2: Yeah, just need some workable leather, you know, wrap around the club, uh, make a good grip. So,
3: might as well use this goblin's flesh. Nasty. <laughs> uh, I think at some point I would just mention to the the group, maybe over breakfast, keep your wits about you. Um, Lilia seems to be trying to. Get into our heads Yeah, well, I mean, there's an awful lot in there So space is cramped at this point
4: She's mm. she's getting into your head as well?
3: Uh, yes, she seemed to try to trouble my sleep How? Like, what did she do? Uh, gave me visions of, of, of my family suffering
2: I have fix for that uh, Not enough for everybody But uh, we could go back to Ethereal Plane and get more
4: I have a couple too, but um, maybe for emergencies. Do you think is she showing you real things? Did she show me real things?
3: Uh, what she showed me turned out to not be real. Uh, I, I was able to check in on on my family, and and things are as they. I left them. And Bennett doesn't look up from his book, and he's like, "You just maybe you just had a nightmare." Well, I I spoke to her in your dream. Uh, after I awoke, I. Uh, contacted her. Oh, that seems reckless.
4: What did she say? Nah, she,
3: the same old, uh, old hag stuff about mm, her confidence that w- our wills will fail. Mm, yeah, right. She
4: thinks that she's going to, well, I suppose it makes sense. She thinks she's going to win. She is pretty strong.
3: As far as I'm concerned, nothing has changed other than we must be on guard. Okay.
4: Alright. Star, um, I have this new ring. Do you want to practice uh, with some spells with me?
0: Uh, what does that mean?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I can, I can, you know, use it if um, we have a battle. It's supposed to help me miss you.
0: Oh! oh uh, wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I like this, but uh, what do you mean practice? <laughs> well,
4: I need to make sure it's working, right?
0: Do you? Have- she's
7: gonna, she's gonna try to set you on fire, hit you with lightning, or something.
0: Are we sure that it works?
4: Well, that's really what I need to figure out. You know, while we're not fighting a giant.
0: Can't you try it on one of them and start points at one of the woads? <laughs> 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 they are. Yeah, all huddled over in the corner,
1: uh, talking amongst each other, and they all turn and look at you at the same time. Two of them back up and one of them is left. <laughs> kind of looks at the other ones.
4: <laughs> well, I suppose so. Maybe, maybe afterwards.
7: After the storm, it's pretty nasty out there. Wait, can you control storms?
4: I might be able to have some influence.
7: What, yeah, this- really?
2: It will at keep least keep us hidden as we move through forest. He's not worst thing to have such cover.
6: Mm, yeah, well, tell that to Diglin it's up there. It's a good point. Eh, Diglin is tough. She is okay. Mm, yeah, well, that's for sure. But uh, and and I'm I'm kind of looking out the window and, and sort of frowning. Y- you know, I'm going to bring her up some some coffee or or, or maybe even some of this uh, some of this stew. Uh, I I'm just going to do that. Watch out! She doesn't tear your heart out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He he like belly laughs at that.
7: (laughs) Ben, Ben isn't joke. Ben is dead serious.
6: (laughs) He's just looking at you with like a straight face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He 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 stops laughing, but the grin stays. And be like, well, you know, to to, to each their own, I suppose. And and the grin just starts to falter as he like turns and and goes out.
1: So Rowan, you head out. uh, The door opens, almost getting pulled out of your hand by the wind. Uh, immediately just like a huge torrent of snow comes swirling into the cabin as Rowan steps outside into it. Your vision barely even able to see Diglin sitting up on the parapets and as the wind blows as you're getting closer you can hear her humming Hmm. this song, this sort of sad song as you get closer. Just as the wind changes to swirl past you so does this song as you get closer and you see that she is flipping through these wooden cards again.
6: Gotcha. It's not a song that I recognize. Uh, no. I'll come up and, uh, uh hold out the, the cup of coffee, I guess. It's kind of, I mean, you can't even see the steam. The wind is it's going like crazy and, and snow is probably going to the mug. Well, hey, 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 uh, you know, it's pretty cold out here. I brought you up some, some, you know, some, some warm goodies. Uh, well, hopefully it's still warm. You know, i Pretty cold, and, and coffee's pretty warm. And uh, you know, you know, sometimes it's kind of nice to have a little bit of, little warmth to, to consume. And uh, you, you, what? Uh, uh, you're not um, here, here. And I like kind of reach it out and, and kind of take a step out of her reach. And um, <laughs> like, so, uh, are you reading anything good in those cards?
1: Like, as you come up and start talking to her, you can tell that strangely enough, you seem to have surprised her when you came close. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't notice that you were coming. Uh, and as you hold out the coffee and ask her about the cards, her grip kind of falters, and a couple of them flit out of her hands Ooh. and just get whipped up into the wind.
6: Can I make a small attempt to try to catch them?
1: Yeah, you can do a deck save.
6: Don't know how successful this is gonna be, but... Oh, actually, pretty good. Uh, 19 plus three, so 22.
1: 22? Yeah, okay. So you catch one of the cards as it comes flying out of her hands, and you see that, like, she has also dropped the coffee, and with the other hand, you actually catch the coffee cup, too, before it hits the ground. <laughs> uh, just like both of your big fur arms extended to their limit, that, like, eight-foot reach that you have. Mm-hmm.
6: Whoa, 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 hey, uh, yeah, I got him. I, I, got, I got you here. Don't worry about
1: it. And, yeah, she quickly, like, snatches the card back out of your hand and shakes her head and just, uh, th- thank you.
6: Yeah, no no problem. Uh, listen, you know, I, I know this isn't really your forte, but, uh, you, wanna, you want someone to, to talk to and even just talk to. I, I can shut up for a little while. Uh, you just let me know. You, you know, I, I can be an ear for you.
1: Uh, thank you for the coffee. This will help against the cold.
6: And I'm my, my insight's on her, and she's not angry is she...
1: She's not angry, no. You've always known this about Diglin. She's just not... She doesn't know how to interact with people. Yeah,
6: yeah. But she didn't and yell this, at me. This
1: is her attempt at small talk.
6: Yeah. Ho, ho, Yeah. All right, I, I see some cracks there, Diglin. I'm getting through to you. I, I'm getting through. But but uh, seriously, uh, you know, you, you need near. You You let me know. And uh, I'll, I'll even um, brush some of the snow off her shoulders or something and uh, maybe look into the wind for a little while. Like, I don't want to leave right away. I'll, like, wait give her a couple of moments to see if she wants to say anything before I head back to the cabin.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of quiet minutes as she's just looking forward in the snow. As you brush off the snow, you can actually see she's basically buried, mm. uh, but under it, she has this big, thick, uh, familiar blanket. Familiar? Yeah, it's uh, one of the blankets that Bridget made, ah. and she has it wrapped over her shoulders.
6: Oh. Well, that's a bridge blanket, isn't it? Yeah, I recognize that. You know, I, I love homemade blankets. It's, it's like uh, it's like their love made manifest, you know, the, the effort and the material and just kind of keeps you warm and cozy. And yeah, it's good for the soul, I think.
1: I think someday she's going to make a fine merchant once this is over and she can relax.
6: Oh, well, having met her a little more recently, I can tell you that I think she's already there.
1: I'm glad to hear that. And she kind of pulls the blanket up over her shoulders and just continues concentrating.
6: Yeah. I'll uh kind of I guess give her sort of a nod and uh think to myself that you know you you, you can't pull water from a stone and uh <laughs> I'll uh I'll head back to the cabin. I
7: uh I think in, in the cabin while like uh, after Rowan left Ben was kind of flipping the pages but like the the snow melting off of him is soaking through the pages and he's just kind of tutting and uh, gives a big sigh and uh, puts the book by the fireplace and kind of wanders over to a window and he's looking out and he goes, um, you know, the last storm we got attacked by the um, by the bat hag and the storm before that was the wolves in Pinnifel. I think I'm going to go um, keep watch if anyone wants to j- to join me. And he kind of puffs up his chest and
3: makes his way to the door. I think I would uh, walk over to you and sort of like ruffle your feathers with my hand and sort of absentmindedly cast prestidigitation to like warm warm up your feathers, and say, mm-hmm. that, "That's very good thinking." Uh, I'll, I'll come out and check on you in, in a little bit.
2: Okay. Oh, well, I can't get any work done in here. It may be good to see what the next thing will be. Uh, and Bri Bri will come out and, and, and sit with you.
7: Yeah, I guess we just go get up on uh, parapets, maybe at the back, because Diglin's at the front, so mm-hmm. just to keep some eyes, you know, and just, yeah, hunker down, puff up his his feathers. He's, he's, he's found he is a fair bit warmer.
1: Okay, uh, so you can both make uh, perception checks with disadvantage, or one of the you can make it regularly. We both got good wisdom. Yeah. i say let's both make them with
2: disadvantage. Okay.
7: Woof. That's a critical fail. (laughs) That is a four and a five. (laughs)
1: Eleven. Yeah, so uh, looking out over the back, uh, you can only see about 50 feet behind you at any given time, and that is when the snow clears from an especially large gust. Just hard pellets of ice stinging your eyes as you look back. Uh, But every once in a while, you're kind of comforted or or maybe creeped out (laughs) as some of Diglin's song carries itself uh, from the front parapets back to you through the wind. Mm. The dark sky of the storm darkens even farther as you make your way into the evening and then the night. And you start to feel this a- almost imperceptible feeling of traveling upwards. Diglin calls out. Y- you hear while you're on your watch, you can hear her just like, Hi, anybody? Anyone who's around? yeah. Make her way to her. Yeah, so you you sort of trudge around the outside of the wall. Uh, You can see her sitting there still buried now, sort of like digging herself out of this little mound that she's in. She says, it's going to take a bit of looking along the edges here, but my hands are about to fall off. Can one of you take over? He's not the problem, sure.
7: We've been out here for a while, too. Maybe I can see if someone else. I'll I'll check
1: in the cabin.
7: (laughs) And Ben uh, hops off the wall and starts making his way to the cabin hunched over.
1: And Diglin turns to you, Bree, and is like, ah, "Let let him rest. You've uh you've gotten to know the old girl pretty well, haven't you?"
7: Uh, yes, it seems like
2: we uh, agree on good things to eat. Uh, it should not be problem to navigate.
1: Good, good. Don't uh, overfeed her, and if she gets touchy, just sort of slap. She might think you're me, and I give her a little pat, pat on yeah. the on the just like the structure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep an eye out for a cave. I've been trying to navigate as well as I can, but the storm makes it difficult.
7: I will uh, keep my nose to the wind. I was going to Ben bursts into the cabin and, like, sh- shakes off a ton of snow and ice, and he's like, uh, Diglin was looking for some extra hands up front. Uh, we were fine, Valen. Thanks for checking on us. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and,
7: and goes and,
0: and uh, sits by the fire. <laughs> Star, like, stars sitting in the chair next to the fire and starts awake when you sit down and then just, like, you see him just kind of drift back.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Kara's gonna get up and go outside, but, uh, at the door, after she opens it, she's going to turn into a wolf and, uh, go out in the storm as a wolf, leaving the door open behind her, rudely.
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah, Valen will just throw on a spider cloak and, uh, and head outside, and... Look at Ben and is like, I was on my way. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I know, T- like, totally, could tell. And Ben has just got his, like, hands held up to the fire.
1: <laughs> so, Kara, you make your way past Diglin, who, like, freezes as you walk up and then shakes her head and says, Right, uh, thank you.
4: The wolf nods at her.
1: <laughs> and then she makes her way in towards the cabin past you as well, Valen. Mm -hmm. so the three of you up in the front uh for the next couple of hours uh as the others if if you want can go and have your second long rest uh you can tick this off as your last sleepless night uh this night will be kind of navigating to try to find the cave last
2: sleepless night until i get a hold of more of that fruit yeah (laughs) 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 never sleep again
1: (laughs) raid the ether pantry
4: I think I grabbed a couple of those berries, worried that uh, it was going to have negative side effects and needing to examine it further. So I've got a couple stashed in my bag that I'm not going to tell Bree about.
2: That's a good idea. Don't mm-hmm.
1: do, I, I lost basically everything in that snowstorm, so <laughs> that avalanche took a lot out of me. <laughs> You're going to be guiding the cabin, so there's a couple of skill things. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be like an, something to keep the cabin going where you want it to go. And also searching out the cave. Um, so we can do this like we would normally do a watch over a long rest. Well, I have proficiency in animal handling and survival and perception.
2: So these seem like all valid skills to be uh, in this challenge. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can pick one and just say how you're using it. Oh, let's go with animal handling to try and keep this thing on uh, on track and try to be as like gentle Uh, I think Bria is trying to be, like, extra gentle, thinking, like, oh, a tiny little creature normally pilots this thing. Um, So she's probably, like, holding the reins with just, like, two fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a 14 plus 5, 19.
1: 19? Okay. Uh, So you feel like you have pretty good control over where the cabin is going over the time that you've spent with it out here and feeding it little tidbits, I assume, uh, of leftover goblin
2: one for you, one for me one for
1: you, one for me <laughs> and it's, it's like, a, like a locomotion, almost like a machine it just becomes a like small course correction, feed it a piece of goblin small course correction over and over again, just little tentacles reaching up and then the big pseudopods moving Nice. Uh, it, it has one little eye stalk looking at you, and over time you realize it's looking at you affectionately um, I give it a little nuzzle just poke it right in the eye <laughs> <laughs> right in the eye
2: uh and I, I guess if yeah uh, i don't know if any of the others want to try pointing out uh a i want to try
3: something that probably won't work um love w- it perfect when we were in the ethereal plane uh and you mentioned that we could sort of see the material plane from there the geography was like similar but or or drastically different it was pretty different, but, not, but it was similar. It was
1: similar. And like while you were on the ethereal, you could see the material. And mountains were where
3: mountains were, generally, or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. they were. Uh, so I'm going to cast a new spell called Sea Invisibility, and it allows me to see into the ethereal plane. So ethereal creatures and objects appear ghostly and translucent. And so I'm hoping that this will allow me to see, sort of perceive through the snowstorm and get a picture of the terrain around us and hope maybe point out... A, like an ethereal radar? Yeah, maybe point out a that's giant interesting. cave. interesting. That hopefully exists in both. Yeah, not another doesn't. spider cave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, I'll, I'll give you a perception check with advantage. Okay.
2: That's cool. I, I like the use of that
1: spell.
6: Yeah, yeah
1: mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, Eighteen. So you can see the the sort of ridge between these two large mountains, which when you were looking on the map looked like where this cave, this, this is where people had described this cave as being. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have kind of a rough map from a book in Diglin's uh, cabin about the Chained Legionnaire. I, I think like with that, with these two large landmarks, you're able to sort of with Bree steer the cabin in the right direction. So that's going to give... For the last skill check, I'll say that gives a, like, a plus two. Cool. Because you're definitely heading in the right direction. It's just a matter of finding the mouth of the cave now.
7: Well, uh, may I ask a question, uh, Evan? What uh, does Valen's casting of See Invisible look like?
3: Why, thank you for asking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, yeah, he holds up the orb. His eyes just sort of, like, sort of shine white for a moment. And then if you look at them, it just looks sort of like smoke is in these, like, glass orbs in place of his eyes.
4: Mm. Cool. I'm sitting around in wolf form. I think it's kind of hard to see in this storm, but I've got pretty good hearing, and I'd like to see if I can identify, like, any weird gaps in the howling or, like, strange echoes to see if I can pick out where the rock is, where the rock isn't, that kind of thing.
1: You want to hear the cave.
4: I absolutely do.
1: <laughs> okay, make a percep do they have keen hearing?
4: Wolves do have keen hearing and smell.
1: Okay. Yeah. So then you can make a you can make a regular perception check cuz you would normally have disadvantage uh and add the 2 from being in the right area.
4: 17 plus 7 plus 2 is 26. 26. Yeah. 26. Yeah.
1: 26, great. Okay, yep. so you, uh, yeah, you have your ears, like, perked up, just getting this whistling wind just smashing against you, like, rocking you back and forth as you're up on the parapet. Just, I, I assume, like, two paws up over the edge, just like a an excited dog on a car ride. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ears perked up against the wind, and I think, yeah, you're, like, the, the fur on the back of your neck goes up because you just hear this deep, guttural howling which reminds you I think of the uh, winter wolf in Pinnifel just Mm -hmm. this deep deep terrible howl Uh, but then focusing in on it a little more uh, you can hear like an echoing of it so like even as the first one begins it, it over and over again just mounting up until the wind changes directions this howl on howl on howl on howl of the deep Cave that you're looking for.
4: Well, I think I hear a horrible howling cave in that direction. I say to Bree, um, waving my snout.
2: You say this in my mind, or are you just like looking at me and going like? Definitely. What
7: are you trying to say, girl? <laughs> I'll, I'll get it either way.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Definitely in your mind, but. <laughs>
7: Was a chained
2: legionnaire in the well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Bree just kind of looks at you and nods and uh, uh, then continues to try and and steer a house (laughs) from the mountainside.
1: Yeah, so slow going. uh, It starts to like push over trees again as it makes its way in the direction that you're looking for. Um, And eventually all of you start to hear that same deep howl. Uh, as this huge cave mouth opens up about uh, 80 feet high, uh, these big stalactites of frost uh, sticking up and down like teeth in front of it. Uh, and you actually see through the snow a figure standing in front of the cave.
2: Who's that Pokemon? Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Any distinguishing features?
1: <laughs> they are quite large. Uh, it looks like they're about eight or nine feet tall, still dwarfed by the entrance of this cave. Um, they are wearing a hood and are notably not covered in snow.
2: Uh, this looks to be another giant. Uh, perhaps we should get to Rowan. He has a uh, good history with
3: negotiating. Not a bad idea. Um, the wolf, I'll be, wolf I'll be nods. Right back. Uh, actually, no, I won't be back. I turn around and I point at the cabin and cast Message uh, to Rowan. Uh, uh,
6: we, I, I'm actually in the caravan right now, so I don't know if that would reach me.
7: Oh, ah, yeah. damn it! <laughs> uh, I, I think as soon as, like, the, 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 the deep howling was, like, perceptible, uh, Ben would, like, jump up with a start and shake Star awaken. Star, wake up, wake up. Wake up. Something's Something's happening
0: it's probably just Kara. i wouldn't worry wake, about up. It. <laughs> wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up wake okay, up Wake okay, up! Okay. he's just okay. shaking shaking I'm sorry. Hey, hey ben i'm sorry okay i'm awake what's up
7: i don't know Wait, what <laughs> Something. Why, why
0: would you wake me up you don't know because you're really
7: you're uh, something's going on wake up it's the lazy cat okay. and ben darts out uh i consider that a compliment
0: and... that's what you hear is like you exit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
7: Ben's gonna jump into uh, his uh, his caravan and start putting on his armor. Yeah,
0: Star just kind of like gets up and stretches, and you know, like does goes back to spends sleep. A minute. <laughs> uh,
3: and despite Andy trying to be difficult, I think Valen would probably know where Rowan was sleeping. For sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he spent all day together. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to a child? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll cast message to Rowan. We could use your assistance uh, in
6: parlay. Yeah, okay, so you hear... um, Oh, I guess it would be words. It's not, like, literally hearing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, just give me... uh, Yeah, okay, I'm I'm coming.
2: Spree is just looking back at at Valen and Kara, being like, I am driving, house. (laughs) 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 If
1: someone will please. (laughs) Um, so as you all, some of you sleepily, uh, emerge into the storm, uh, you are all stopped in your tracks as even the cabin itself stops moving forward. As Bree, you're looking down at this figure, and it looks up at you, and even through the storm... I wave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you wave, the eyes flicker blue, and all of you in your minds are just like struck with this image of the frozen church emerging up through the center of the pond. Mm. The pond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the pond. of the Aetherlock, the huge fucking ocean like pond <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, above you. That was a real that was a real newfoundlandism is there. there? Yeah. <laughs> Anything that's not the ocean is a pond. <laughs> so you see the the church sticking up through the Aetherlock, then you see yourself swimming downwards into the depths through this submerged city. You see strange merfolk-like creatures swimming around towards you, and then right before they reach you, you see down at the very bottom, nestled among the rocks in this strange altar, a big blue axe that has been chained to the bottom. And you see three of these hooded priests, tentacles sticking out from under their cloaks that seem to be preying around this axe.
6: Damn.
1: You hear in your minds in this broken common, free me, retrieve my axe. And all of you feel this sort of strange energy flow through you as this figure's eyes light up and lightning starts striking through the sky all around you. Each one of you, as you step outside, you are struck by lightning. The hair stands up on your head as you watch on your hands as the lightning wraps itself around your body. You feel your lungs inflate with heat. You all breathing out in the cold air creates this huge mist, almost like smoke, in front of you. And that feeling fades, and when it does and you look down, that figure is gone. Oh, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. And thank you to everybody who has been giving us those shout-outs online and leaving those five-star reviews. We really appreciate that. It's a big help for the podcast, and it always brings a smile to our face to know that there's someone out there listening to us. If you're looking for more Dungeons & Dragons content to fill up your week, why not go on over to YouTube or Twitch and check out Roll for Damage. Myself and Kieran play in a campaign called The Scales Above, which is a modified, homebrewed Tyranny of Dragons campaign. It's a time and a half. Go check it out. Thank you again for listening, and as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.